What up, everybody, and welcome to Banshee. It is that time once again. It's time to go back to our favorite town of Banshee, and I'm so excited because we're here tonight to start Season 4. It's time to break it down. This has been a journey as we've gone from our little bit of an intro to talking about Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, leading us up to this very moment right here talking about season four the fourth and final season of banshee officially began last night on cinemax and uh we finally got it we've been waiting months this thing was originally supposed to kick off in january and then it got pushed back and we got bummed but it gave us time to ramp up this show and now this is where welcome to banshee kind of takes a little bit of a turn we went from recapping and reviewing all the seasons in general to now becoming basically an after show so now what we're going to be doing is on a weekly basis, you're going to come here to Welcome to Banshee on RedDragonsRadio.com or iTunes, and you're going to listen to us break down the episodes each week, episode by episode, for the next eight weeks as we wrap up the fourth and final season of Banshee. So I'm so excited. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Don Mega, and I'm joined, as always, by my boy Lynx. What's up, man? What's going on, Don Mega? How you been, brother? Been very, very well, and uh, even better now that we got our show back. So uh, I'm so excited. The wait is over, and it was worth the wait. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait is over. Uh, once again, you know, this is now going to be an episodic after show. So tonight's episode is all about season four, episode one. The show title is Something Out of the Bible. And uh, we're going to basically just talk about this show here, you know, within the next half hour or so. We're going to break down what we liked, what we didn't like, and maybe where do we think things are going. And right out the gate, I just got to say, I didn't expect this show to go wow. this direction this season. Holy they, goddamn. They caught us off <laughs> guard right off the bat with a couple different things. For one, they time jumped. They went two years <laughs> at a time, which I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're two years later right now? Yeah. Which I never in a million years expected. I thought like we were going to just jump right in with them trying to find Job, like right out the gate. And then all of a sudden we find out we're two years later. Things have changed in the town of Banshee. I mean, they've remodeled. There's a new police department that looks awesome. In you a, know, they got a, a brand a, new building, even. Brand new building. Brand, you know, just bulletproof glass. <laughs> so nice. So nice. But we find out. Uh, so, right off the bat, we're two years later, and we kick the show off basically finding out Rebecca's dead. I'm like. What? Not my, <laughs> not my Amish beauty. Not no. my Rebecca. No, <laughs> and I was so bummed. I was like, "No, what are we doing?" <laughs> and and when and when and when Don says dead, we're talking naked, um, basically autopsy dead looking, uh, with a gigantic just, uh, just slice from, you know, her tits down to her, you know midsection there and just oh just graphic as hell as usual banshee style you know um pull no punches i mean and she looked deader than dillinger didn't she oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. god eyes yeah, wide they, open they fished oh. her out the lake i mean she just yeah she was just that body out the lake pale as hell with the big cut down the chest and i was just like 
man, oh, I I was bummed. I was so bummed. I love the character of Rebecca. I, went, I just went, you know? what the fuck? I know. <laughs> I was like, they're hitting me over the head <laughs> two minutes into this damn uh, episode. That's nice. <laughs> and, once I, and once again, I do want to preface, uh, obviously this is spoilers because, you know, we're talking about the episode in general as if you've seen it. You're coming here to listen, hear our take on it. So I'm stating it again so nobody gets pissed off. It says, I didn't know you guys were going to talk spoilers. We're talking spoilers. We're talking about the whole episode. So you've been warned once again. Uh, so basically yep. a synopsis of this episode, what do we get in this, you know, hour, jam-packed hour? We get, you know, like I said, we're two years later. We don't know that yet. And we, we start off with Brock kind of, you know, going through the woods and he comes across this empty cabin and he's like, I'm going into this cabin. Cabin. and who's he come across he comes across our boy hood but hood looking like a mountain man he's got long hair he's got a big old beard and he's just like bewildered <laughs> and yep. you know and he's like oh it's hood i can't believe it it's been two years and i'm just like what the fuck we just jumped two years like i was just so i'm still blown away at the time jump and uh, I just wasn't expecting it. So he says, I need you to come on down to the station with me. They go back to the police stations where we see, you know, uh, like Frank said, you know, we got the bulletproof glass on the wall. They're not in the caddy anymore. And uh, he's got this bomb-ass office. And he pulls out the file and he shows Hood the file. And he opens it up. And, like, right away I looked at it and I'm like, is that Rebecca? And I was like, no, they couldn't have done that already. And then, <laughs> sure enough, it's Rebecca. And uh, Hood is now a person of interest. They say that, you know, the GPS on her car went to his cabin. And he's saying, you know, I didn't do it. I, you know, I didn't murder her. And they're like, all right, well, we need a blood sample. We're going to see what's up. Saying that they keep reaching out to the FBI for help, but they're not much help. And I believe the FBI is probably going to be where Elijah Dushku comes into play because I think she's going to be the FBI agent that they end up sending to Banshee, uh, who we didn't get any Eliza in this episode, so I was a little bummed by that, but hopefully she'll be popping up in the next one. Um, so, you know, so we have Hood, and then Hood, you know, tries to go around and say hi to some people. He goes to see Sugar, which that was a very uneasy kind of... Uh, uh, very <laughs> like, awkward. Here trying to make small talk with me, and, uh, you know, so I was like, ooh, this is, this is uh, awkward. And then, he, of course, Hood is being Hood, I need a car. All right, here you go. Take my fancy car. <laughs> See you later. Kind of After funny. Whatever. He goes, "Are are you here for your money?" And he goes, "No, I need a car." <laughs> like, why don't you take both, dummy? Yeah, take <laughs> like, your money to buy a car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you went through all the trouble to get it. You know, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> but whatever. So he takes the car. He's going. You know, he's trying to figure out. Maybe what happened to her? He goes. He talks. He talks. He goes to the site of where Rebecca's body was found. There's a scene with him and Proctor. They talk about, you know, like kind of what each other are kind of going through, and uh, Proctor kind of gives him a heads up of where he can maybe go look to find some information uh, on Rebecca. And he's his he's tied down a little bit because we come to find out right out the gate again, Proctor's now the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> and mayor. Hood, Hood goes mayor really. <laughs> How'd you pull that off? And unopposed. <laughs> he just goes unopposed, and Hood goes, ah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was unopposed. As, uh, I'm sure uh, Burton went and visited yeah, some. Yeah, I'm sure Burton anybody had... that was trying to go against him. Yeah. I wonder if you think that. Uh, you know, so, and then, of course, Brock shows up again. He's like, you know, yellow tape. You know, who, <laughs> no one wants to listen uh, to the Feels like tape. old times. <laughs> Brock is awesome in this episode. I got to say, by the way, I he just really I was. loved how he just had this cockier attitude. He was really taking no shit. He's loving being the mayor or the uh, sheriff at this point, you know. And he's just, just like old times. We say, except less blood. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, didn't Lucas ask him, so, Sheriff, how's it feel? He, he goes, if, I, I, I feel like Hood. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I mean, he showed a lot of... Didn't Brock show a lot of character traits that uh, that that Lucas Hood had throughout the yeah. last three seasons as being sheriff? Yeah, yeah. No, you could tell it was a different Brock. It was a totally different Brock. Um, you know, we see uh, Bunker is still uh, a cop with the department, uh, which that definitely helped with his storyline because we were wondering on our wrap up of season three, like, how's he going to come back from getting blowtorched, you know? <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, and then we find out, oh, two years later, so they could say he spent three months in the in the, in the burn unit, you know? <laughs> and then we don't have to sit and waste the time on it, um, you know? But then they talk about what Billy Raven is now a cop back on the Indian reservation, so he's no longer with the Banshee Police Department. There's a new chick. That's on the police department. I don't know how I feel about her. I'll tell you she, what. I get the heebie-jeebies with her, man. Yeah, I'm like, she seems kind of dirty. Like, you know, yeah. like, even that scene with Brock and Bunker talking, and then he says, like, we'll talk later. The walls have ears, and then you see her kind of peeking in the background. Yeah. You know, and then how those guys got released from the prison in the beginning of the episode that uh, Carrie went and beat up. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and you have no idea why, but she was just waiting for them, and she broke for some reason the one guy she basically sat there and broke every single finger with one of those uh you know uh you know those uh metal sticks that extend out you know yeah yeah uh, like, like a baton there and yeah then, you know so I, that cop that chick cop man she just i mean but she seemed like she had something to do with those guys getting released from prison because they said that you know the evidence fell through or whatever so then you know and then she went and visited those guys in the hospital and was like oh so what happened and she's all breaking the guy's hand again and you know and, and i like how the guy was like it was dark it was some guy and like he didn't want to say it was a chick that beat him exactly up. <laughs> i i thought that was a start i'm like is he lying because he just doesn't want to say he got his ass kicked by a girl or <laughs> is that what's going on here <laughs> I, yeah i think so but she seems yeah she you know and then i like when she she dropped a hood off after the police station and she's like he's like you remind me of someone and then uh she, she's like oh yeah is it the one that died or whatever and he's like oh i liked you better when you weren't talking <laughs> yeah she yeah because she pegged it right away <laughs> yeah. you know but, but yeah i feel like she's working for proctor she's doing something kind of on the behind the scenes there so i'll be curious to see what ends up happening with uh with her role uh carrie you know we meet carrie basically she's going around kind of almost like she's being a new vigilante of banshee now you know she's having a hard time coping um with the death of gordon and she's seeing a therapist and it's court mandated and her kids have been taken away from her they're with uh gordon's parents now and she's struggling and yeah we get a big fight scene with her beating up these two guys that just got released from prison and it was awesome and it seems like that's going to be her therapeutic way to kind of get through uh all the all the hard times there um <laughs> i thought it was odd because we see a scene where you know we get a sex scene with bunker which i was kind of like okay right off the bat you know i mean i guess it's not odd that we get a sex scene in banshee but i felt like it was kind of odd for this guy and some chick that we've never met before so i was like okay you know cool whatever and uh you know and then we 
we see, get the side story of Bunker's brother, who, of course, was part of the white supremacist, and he's working in, like, this office job, and it cracked me up, man, when he's trying to go home, and his boss is like, I need your papers, and I need your stuff done in the morning, and then he just grabs the pen and starts stabbing it in the dude's neck, and I'm like, oh, shit, and I honestly, like, in my mind, I was kind of like, is this a dream? But then I was like, no, nah, this dude is that crazy. <laughs> like, he probably is <laughs> shit. And then it did turn out to be a dream, but it was pretty hilarious. Um, we get Burton glasses off half hour into the episode, which was awesome. You know, so, like, he, he comes in and starts whooping some guy's asses for selling stuff on uh, their territory. Um, yeah, we... you, you sell in the reservation. We sell outside the reservation. That's how it stays. Yeah. Get it straight. And then the the downside to that guy is he got his head put in a vice and got his head smashed yeah. by uh by Bunker's brother. Uh and then I love how Burton just smashed the dude in the back of the head with the baseball bat just to make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure things are uh done because you don't say Proctor's name in front of strangers. Uh, you know, so I just I loved oh man, like you can already see Burton's gonna have a bigger role in the season, which is something we've heard. Um, you know, and uh, we finally get Hood cuts his damn hair. He shaves. We're like, oh, thank God, because I don't know how long could have handled that fucking uh, <laughs> caveman what? look. Yeah, really. You know? <laughs> so, and, something out of the Bible. He looked like something out of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> he did, man. It was uh, it was nuts. He goes and pays a visit to the guy at the uh, place that Proctor told him that he could maybe get some answers. I don't remember that guy. Do you remember the guy? Like, because he was like, "You took my hand." Yeah, like, I, I don't. I, didn't I remember, don't remember him. I mean, because it couldn't have been within the, the the last two years with him being like a sheriff or anything, because he resigned. So, yeah. when did he take this guy's hand off? Okay, I, I was wondering if I just wasn't recalling. I don't. I don't remember this character at all. Ever. Yeah. Okay. Good. Or so I, just, uh, I thought anything. I was missing something, but yeah. So there's this guy with like one hook hand, and he basically says that Lucas is the one that took his hand away. Um, and then so you know Lucas stabs him with a fucking <laughs> with a what is it like a fire stake like you know like right through the shoulder and then yeah like for like, your fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, give me some answers. He's like, I'm not giving you shit. And then he's like, all right, you know, you're gonna wipe your hand, wipe your ass with no hands. And he's getting ready to cut his <laughs> other hand off. And then he's like all right all right i'll give you some uh clues here you know and then uh so that was a pretty cool scene because i love hood just kind of getting into the mix of it um we get a flashback scene of hood and carrie from like a couple months ago where they went to try to get joe back and they break into uh the military guy's house that kind of like they that they showed trained hood back in season three and um so they get him you know face to face and and he's saying i don't have job like we had him and we turned him over to this other guy and basically he's good as dead at this point you know like he was a trophy and like and he's dead and uh hood ends up killing the guy (laughs) and they get away oh i love how he left and then he went back yeah the guy pulls out a gun and then he he looks up and hood's standing there and blows his damn brains out yeah so that was cool um, and then, yeah, you get the scene of the three of them in the bar with Sugar and Anastasia and uh, <laughs> and uh, Hood, and they're talking about, well, what's next? And, and Hood basically is saying, there is no next. Like, that was it. That was our last clue. That was our last, you know, effort to get Joe back. If, it, if he wasn't there, he's dead at this point. And Hood's starting to realize, like, that's it. Like, he's just, he's dead at this point, and there's nothing else we can do. And you, you get a feeling like that was basically where everybody went their separate ways, and he disappears after that point. Um, yep. 
you know, what was cool is because we did time jump two years throughout the episode, we got a lot of flashbacks, you know, 17 months later, 11 months later. And we find out that, like, you see Hood in a hotel room at one point, like, after everything goes down. And oh, he was so guilt-ridden. Alcoholic, he was basically drinking yeah, just trying to commit suicide, yep. everything. And, um, you know, and it's actually Rebecca that comes and sees him and says, you know, hey, get your shit together. Uh, you can come stay in this cabin on my uncle's land. And she puts him up in the cabin, you know. So things start to kind of click here. And you're like, okay, I see where things are going. Um, you get the flashback scene, too, of her coming to the cabin to see him. But then she backs out and leaves, which goes with, you know, Brock saying that the GPS on her car said that she came to the cabin. Yeah. Um, you know, so we it's cool kind of seeing the flashbacks. And I'm glad that we get to see a little bit more of Rebecca, at least through the flashbacks, because I was like, she's dead already. How are we going to get Rebecca in this season? So we now we get the flashbacks, which is cool. Yeah. Um, a lot going on this episode. You know, we see Bunker's uh, brother come home to uh, see his family. And then I'm thinking, hey, I wonder. And it, <laughs> it panned out that. The white supremacist brother of Bunker, his wife is the chick that Bunker was banging in the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah, I was, I was so happy. <laughs> I know, me too. I was like, yes. Like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and uh, that was cool. And I, you know, as soon as he walked in and he was like, "Where's your mom at?" And she's like, "Oh, she's upstairs." I was like, oh, "I bet that chick is gonna be his wife when she comes downstairs." And sure enough, it was. And that was really cool because you, you already have so much tension in there. And I like how he was like, "You need to come home for dinner," and Mary would love to see you and all this stuff. And he's like, "Little do you know, I was banging Mary earlier in the day." So he's like, "You're not my brother anymore." Yeah, and you can't blame the guy. They blowtorched his fucking chest off. Did, uh, did you see that? That scar was massive and nasty looking. Oh, God. Really bad, you know, and that's what he said. You know, I spent two months in the burn unit and, you know, like, so, I mean, there's, we're going to get a lot more of that story. I like that they kind of are factoring in, like, that dude and the white supremacist kind of guys with, like, Proctor and, like, their kind of section, so it kind of makes sense why they would kind of be in the storyline. Because uh, other than that, it feels a little a little stretched to a point. Um, but I'm sure. curious to see where that goes. Uh, you know, and then we basically pretty much wrap up the episode at the end with another flashback scene of Rebecca um, basically getting attacked by somebody running out of the woods and grabbing her, and she screams in the episode's uh, over. And uh, so, I mean... This was a lot, man. This was a lot for that first hour season premiere. I mean, they just kind of threw out a lot at us, with, oh, which yeah. is pretty much how Banshee always does it. We always said in all the other season wrap-ups that they always kick off with a lot to take in. And uh, I've just, I'm just so excited on one half that the show's back. I'm, like, giddy over it. I'm like, yeah, Banshee. Like, it was just so nice to turn <laughs> it on last night and be like, new episode. This is the sweetest thing ever. And, uh, you know, but then, like, I, I was a, I'm a little torn at the time jump, and I and I, the only thing I don't like about time jumps, and and it kind of bugs me, is always having to do flashbacks because it makes the storyline kind of very hard to follow at points, you know, because you yeah. got to remember in your mind like, oh, this is 17 months ago, this is 12 months ago, this is eight months ago. Like when they jump around like that, then you're kind of being like, okay, I got to piece this puzzle together, <laughs> you know. So from a negative standpoint for me. I would say, 
I don't well, really mind the time jump, but then it may, it just makes it hard for me to go backwards and and like try to keep up with all the different like moments that happen. I don't know if they're going to continue to do this over the next eight, you know, seven episodes. Are we going to always time jump, or was that just for this first episode to fill in some of the gaps, and then we'll kind of go forward from there? I think you, maybe just Rebecca. That's it. Uh, from from here on out, I think. Okay. Because what they, you know, the rest of the characters, you know, uh, Hood and uh, uh, Sugar and and Anna, they pretty much, I think the time jumps were important for this episode so they can, you know, end this uh, season, you know, two years later after all the shit went down and Job was kidnapped. And really, we all thought that this entire season was that them going after Job and that, um, uh, uh, the you know the guy that basically they only took five minutes to find and Hood blew his head off uh, I thought this season was going to be them trying to find him and then they would find Job with him and I thought the entire eight episodes was going to be revolved around finding out how to find him and all that but right. they, they do it in five minutes in a time jump so now you're like, I have no freaking clue <laughs> what direction this show is going. Um, and I love it. I, 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 you know what I mean? Because cause now right. I, I don't have a clue what's going to happen next weekend or, or next Friday. I, I just don't have a clue. I mean, that's, that's what I took away from all the time jumps and why they did it and why it was kind of necessary and why I don't think... Uh, too many more time jumps are in our future. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm starting. To, I was thinking the whole season was going to kind of go that way, but then after the episode ended, I was like, maybe this was just to fill in, kind of to get us up to speed. You know, why is Hood the way he is right now? You know, what has happened? What has happened with the attempts to get Joe back? What has happened with Rebecca? Um, Maybe could be. I, I feel like they even wrapped up the flashbacks with Rebecca, though, too, just with showing her getting mugged in the woods. We might get a little bit more of obviously what happened with the actual murder once we kind of find that out. Um, but I, uh, yeah, it, it does leave it kind of more open to where well, we're like, where's it going to take it at that point? I mean, it did. It, I, I did get a sense of, you know, within the two years, Rebecca climbed the, you know, the ladder, so to speak, of, um, you know, Proctor's uh, organization. You know, she took a much... Uh, right. You know what I mean? And like, what he did, did he, like, bought, did he buy her a house? Oh, uh, he bought her a... I don't think there was a house. I think there was a mansion with its own zip code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was one of the flashback scenes of Proctor kind of being like, since you've taken a leadership role, like, here's exactly. something for you, you know, yeah. which was, you know, pretty cool, but... I felt like he was still living there with her because, I mean, they showed that scene where he's having dinner and then he freaks out and he throws everything off the table and then he goes to her room and starts trashing her room, like, all, like, sad and everything. So I feel like maybe he just got them a new place. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if she had her own place. Like, I felt like she was still living with him. Well, that's maybe. true. And, and, and you know, you could see that there was bars on the windows and, you know, going through. <laughs> right, because he said you need to be safer because of taking a little bigger leadership role. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I just, uh, what's crazy really about the time jump too is that it's two years later and no one's seen Job, you know? So then now we have this, I, do you think he's dead? No. 
I don't think he's dead either. I mean, obviously they want to plant those seeds in her head and they're saying, you know, like, oh, he's, you know, he's got to be dead at this point. And then, but what's crazy is just the fact that like, how is he going to be when he is found, you know, two years later, <laughs> you know, how's, uh, he gonna re- how's he going to react to that, that it took them that long? He's probably going to be pissed. <laughs> it took you two years, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> word for word. Does anybody have? Nail polish. I need nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my head. So one one question, or not a question, but something I was thinking of. Now, do you think, okay, now we all know that Job, you know, dresses, uh, you know, like a, a transsexual uh, from time to time from the last previous three seasons. But do you think he really was, or do you think he took on that, you know, uh, he did that in public so people wouldn't you know pay him no mind or anything uh so he could disappear uh i don't think it had anything to do with disappearing i think he liked to just do that <laughs> okay uh, it, it's just something that i was thinking like would he do that be just to kind of disappear or would or is that really Job? Like, I, I don't that, know. I think that was really him because if you've seen the origin episode of how he met Hood. Oh, sure. Like, like he was in like a transgender-ish kind of like like club like and he's up there singing and everything like and that was just his normal life at that point well no, I love, no that was actually after that well that was after Joe or um that was after Hood and Job, you know, Hood didn't kill Job and they ran, uh, you know, and then that's how. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when he met uh, Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia, yeah. And after that, he had already gotten a new name from Job and everything. So I Yeah, I just, I, I don't get a feeling that it's a persona. I get a feeling that that just really is him. Like, he's just flamboyant like that. Okay. You know, but, I, ne- but he, but I never he knew. I was always thinking about that. Like, is, was that yeah. just uh, was that just like a ploy so people would just not want to pay him any mind? I don't know. I just, I what I just hope is that we don't take to the eighth episode to get him back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't want it to go the whole season and we just get Job in the last episode. He's one of my favorite characters on the show and I just it it scares me <laughs> when they do stuff like this that it's going to take the whole season to get him back, you know what I mean? They've already gone 2 years and can't get him. What's another 7 episodes <laughs> at this point? Do you and think- I just I hope they get him by like mid season at least by like the fifth episode. Like, I want him back. I want him back as part of the team, and then they could be focusing on finding the person that killed Rebecca at that point. Right. I mean, because basically this show has now taken a turn for finding the serial killer that killed Rebecca. Right. That's because what apparently that's what it's at this point. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, and he cuts his hair. I mean, you know, he he always had a thing for Rebecca anyway, and. You know, she did kind of save his life in a way after yeah, you, everything. You, could, you had a great emotional scene there after the chick cop dropped him back off at the cabin. And he starts to go into the cabin and he just sits down on the steps and he's bawling. Yep. You know, which is something that's not First very time ever saw. Him, yeah. You know? Like, am I really seeing Hood cry for the first time ever? Yeah. I mean, big time bawling. Like, he wasn't just like choked up. Like, so obviously Rebecca meant a lot to him and he really and appreciated Kai. what she did. Yeah. Like, we literally seen Hood and we literally seen Kai basically tear up for the first time ever in yeah. this episode. So, oh, and it's big deal. both over Rebecca, you know? 
they it's a hell of a way to hit you right out the gate man you know it was it was a hell of a season premiere they really came at you with a bullet again and you know we all the other field all the other seasons were 10 episodes we only got eight (laughs) in this fourth one and uh, i think we're gonna be on a very rapid pace (laughs) for all eight of these episodes um Uh, if you had to pick out any negatives was there anything you didn't like about the episode um honestly uh what didn't i like about this episode i i don't really care about um i don't know the white supremacist scene his brother you know showing up at his house wanting him to come for dinner and everything i I was like that didn't need to be there you know you already know. I mean, how can you not think your brother hates your guts and has disowned you by now? Uh, you know, from all the action that he's, he's been doing to towards you and, and your, you know, what you're involved in. Right. I, I didn't write like that part too much. I, I felt like that whole scene was just for the fact of him being like, you need to come for dinner and, and the wife would love to see him because it's been so long. <laughs> I felt like that was a setup for then the later scene was the payback for that. To Fair be enough. like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, I because it was a very big point of him to be like, I forget what his wife's name is, but let's just say it's Mary, and how he was like, Mary would love to see you. It's been so long, you know. And then later on, you meet Mary, and you're like, oh, that's the chick he was banging in the beginning of the episode. So, yep. I and, felt like that was really the main purpose of that scene. And it was funny that just in case you didn't make the connection, we're going to flashback. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They did the just in case you're an idiot montage. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the quick flash. Bag. In case you forgot, this is the chick that was on her back earlier. In the <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that, but that other was... than that part, I mean, I, you know, and I, at the end of this episode, I left with a banshee and, and like a true detective season one kind of vibe. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it, you know, this, this season's going to be really deep. There's going to be a lot of things that you're going to need to look for, a lot of innuendos, a lot of, you know, hidden stuff. And, and I don't know, I you know, and, you know, it went from a, you know, went from a fake cop drama <laughs> to now a, you know, a, a whodunit. Who done it? Who done yeah. it? Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's a big twist. It's a big difference. Yeah, and basically, you know, uh, Proctor asking Hood again for, you know, a solid, I guess, uh, because he can't do much since he's mayor, so he's hamstrung a little bit. And that's basically when uh, when Hood uh, basically cleans up and uh, and now he has a mission. Now he has a goal, you know? And, uh, by the way, um, you know, sh- when, when he asked for a car from Sugar, um, much better car this time than the uh, beat beat up uh, pickup truck i must say yeah well, Love... said that was the only thing he spent his money on <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> that challenge that ch- uh, charger is oh beautiful yeah yeah my wife loved it every time she was like oh i love that car <laughs> oh, the black charger man you know and it, it just fits hood so perfectly you know yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, there's not much to talk about when it comes to negatives. I mean, the show really came out the gate again strong. Yeah. You know, like I said, if I had to nitpick for me, it would just be a little bit of the time jumping. But I appreciate it, at least if, if we're going to jump two years to give me a little bit of feedback of what's happened in the last two years. Because I just like I said, I was just shocked that they jumped two years. I really thought we were going to hit the ground running with the plan to get Joe back. And that was going to be how we move forward. And, and I give them I give them applause again to kind of come out of left field and and kick us with something completely different that we really had no idea was coming you know to not only to not only time jump but then let us know like job's been out there for two years he may be dead rebecca's dead right out the gate you know like like just how much has changed in the town just in two years blew me away so i mean a hell of a way to kick off the season yep yep i mean you know i i would i i go a plus a plus on this episode you know i can't i can't wait for next friday to see what happens uh, and you know that, that's what i'm saying so far so far you know banshee always does it you know <laughs> you always say to yourself how on earth are they going to top this and so far they're they're doing a good job of topping season three so you know yeah yeah i mean they're off to a bang and uh i can't wait to see what the next episode will bring us so yeah i give it a solid a uh, as as well, uh, if we're gonna grade each episode, let's do it. Uh, and uh, I, I like it. We're off to a bang, and um, that is episode one of season four of Banshee. Once again, it's on the Cinemax channel. And if for any reason you just were listening to this to get an idea of the show, make sure you go and subscribe to the Cinemax channel. And uh, you know, like I said, call your local cable provider or satellite provider and tell them you want a free trial because you're thinking about maybe checking out this channel. And uh, I'm sure you'll get the hookup for two or three months, which would be just enough time for you to go back, binge watch, and then check out the new season. So, you you know, definitely do that. Any final thoughts you want to throw out there before we wrap it? Uh, Next Friday can't come fast enough. Oh, Oh, yes. Hopefully we'll meet Elijah Dushku. (laughs) <laughs> next Looking week I'm wait, waiting for her entrance like do you feel she's going to be the FBI agent coming in on this case uh I don't I feel oh, wow. though she's going to be a different character that gives them a tip off to that Job is still alive and where to find him oh nice nice well there you go there's a prediction of the week from uh Lynx there he's she's gonna tip them off to where Job is my prediction is she'll be the FBI agent that will come in uh to help because uh Brock said that they were very hesitant to involve themselves until there was at least three deaths with kind of the similar motive and uh Rebecca was the third death so I feel like the FBI will finally come in, start to help out, and I think that's uh, where she'll come into play. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to speculate as the episodes go on. We'll get a little bit more idea of where we're going. You know, right now we need to find out who killed Rebecca, who took Job, and is Job still alive? Uh, are two of our biggest questions that we need to get in the next seven episodes here. So, uh, yeah, great, great episode. Go and check it out if you haven't already. It just hit last night. And uh, that'll do it for us, man. Our quick season four, episode one, after show wrap up of Banshee. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Banshee. It's the number two. So, Welcome to Banshee. And uh, follow us individually. You can follow me at DX Don Mega. And you can follow links over here at LLNKZ. 
And uh, make sure you uh, bookmark reddragonsradio.com, and that's where you can listen to the show. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, so uh, keep an eye out for us on the interwebs. And uh, we'll be tweeting out uh, some ideas and thoughts and all kinds of goodies, so make sure, like I said, you follow it. Welcome to Banshee, and uh, we'll catch you next week for Episode 2. Peace! 